Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here with you today to discuss a really competitive seven-game NBA schedule here at DFS Coach Talk. Uh, if you're new to the show, we thank you for, for joining in. Uh, if you are a regular listener, we appreciate you. And uh, all we ask for everybody that's listening in, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, please take a second, hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and click the little alarm up in the corner so that you know when our podcast posts. Uh, if you're listening audio-wise on uh, everywhere podcasts can be heard, whether it's uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, we're, we're basically everywhere. Uh, take a second if you can, give us a five stars, quick uh, positive comment. All of those things really help us move up the algorithm on both the audio and video podcasts so that we can get out there to more people. And uh, we do the NBA podcast seven days a week, so we want to keep doing that in front of the paywall. So please uh, support us there by clicking those thumbs up and those quick uh, subscribe buttons. Uh, also, we have a, a weekly PGA podcast. And then as NBA winds down after the playoffs, uh, MLB podcast will come back into play. And then before you know it, it'll be fall and we'll be back to the NFL pod. So we have you covered year round. We'd love to have you join us at DFS Coach Talk. Again, go to DFSCoachTalk.com and you can sign up for a multitude of our passes. Uh, we do have um, a three-day, if you just want to dip your toe in the water and check us out for $10. And if you join today, you know, if you're here listening to this Saturday morning, you want to get involved with all of our activity this weekend, uh, you get, you know, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday for that quick pass. So we'd love to have you uh, join us for sure. We're a growing community. I think we're the best DFS community on the planet, as I always say. So all right, let's dive into this seven-game slate. It's it's really interesting here. I can't remember a slate exactly like this. There's three early games, two at 7 and one at 7.30 Eastern, and then the majority of the main slate is all at 10 o'clock. There's four 10 o'clock games. So as we normally do uh, at Coach Talk, we, we cover the after-hour slate. So that's actually going to have more games than the, the early slate, which has three. So uh, very interesting. But our, our main slate that we'll be providing for will cover all seven. And then the uh, after hours will have the late four. So definitely join us for those. All right. The first game is seven o'clock Eastern. It's the Washington Wizards at 31 and 36 and the Indiana Pacers at 31 and 35. The probable lineups as they sit right now, uh, earlier Saturday morning, we've got Westbrook, Neto, Beal, Hashimura, and Len against Brogdon, who is questionable, Holiday, McDermott, Brissett, and Sabonis. Real uh, quickly on the lines here, we've got Washington minus three and a half. And if you're ready for this one, uh, I bet you Andrew's jealous he doesn't get to be on the podcast to do this one. 247 and a half for this game. So that's one of the bigger ones of the season. We haven't seen a 250 uh, one yet, and that one's pretty darn close. 
And the reason that is, is you've got the fastest paced team in the league in Washington and the fifth fastest in Indiana. And you have two defenses that are not that good. Washington's 20th, but they have played better. And Indiana's 14th, but they're they're having all kinds of internal problems. I don't know if you followed some of the news with the Pacers. Uh, one of the assistant coaches got into it with uh, Goga Batazzi, the backup center, right on the sidelines. They had to split them up. It was it was not good. And I guess there's problems in the locker room. They're just having all kinds of issues there. So they're trying to, to hold on to a playing spot in the East. So we'll see how they do against this Washington team. As far as the injuries in this game, you've got Lamb <clears throat> questionable, Sumner questionable, and as I mentioned, Brogdon questionable. So uh, the news will definitely help here. But at 247 and a half, uh, you know, with this type of pace, you know, there's no possible way you can walk away from this game without having, a mul- you know, multiple people. Uh, I just, it's unavoidable and unfadable, by far the best uh, game on the slate, in my opinion. And, you know, I'm I'm planning on coming out of this game with four guys or an absolute bare bones minimum of three. Um, first guy in my lineup is, is Russell Westbrook. Uh, until they price him like something stupid, like 1350 or 1380, uh, you know, I'm going to keep playing him. I mean, he's he's been performing to his number, even though it's it's high and, you know, even smashing that at times. You know, if you look back at his last dozen games, it's 50s, 70s, 80s in DFS points. Amazing run. So I don't know how you don't look at him here, especially if Brogdon's out, because Brogdon is a decent defender, not that Anybody can defend Russ when he's playing like this, but you know, with if he doesn't play, which I'm, he hasn't played in a while, and he's been listed as questionable for three games in a row, so you got to almost anticipate that he's not going to play. But either way, Westbrook is you know the first building block in for me. You just you can't afford to play catch up, you know, if he throws up one of his 85 fantasy point games, which he could in a pace game like this. Um, how, how Neto it's pronounced, by the way, uh, I found that out. Uh, I was always called him Raul Neto, but, uh, he's from Spain and it's Howell Neto. It's the R's are pronounced like ages. Just something I thought, uh, enlightened me a bit the other day, but he had the reason they talk so much about him is he had his career game last time out. So, I'm not one to chase career games. I always anticipate regression. Now, you can look at it the other direction. This is an actually a better matchup than he had the last game when he had his career high. So his price is decent. I think he's worth considering. Uh, he's not a plug-and-play for me. But considering that he's hot, he's confident right now, a huge pay- pace game, uh, he is... Uh, in, in consideration as a value play. Uh, Bradley Beal, you know, very expensive. It's very hard to to roster both Westbrook and Beal, you know, and try to build something from there. Um, I'm not counting it out yet. I'm really not. Um, Washington's been on a run. Uh, they're playing their key guys more minutes than they normally do. Uh, this is an island game for them. 
So there is a possibility that I could go Westbrook and Beal and make this, you know, pretty much an all-in game for me. Um, but I will also look at a couple of the other guys. Hashimura is back. He's very cheap as for the amount of minutes he plays. Uh, not willing to get involved in the Alex Len thing. I think some people will jump into that because of this game is such a high total game. I still see him splitting time with Lopez and the guy that I think should be playing 35 minutes a game, Gafford. But Brooks doesn't see it that way. He likes to rotate uh, all three of them. So not interested there. On the Indiana side, um, you know, if Brogdon's in, he immediately becomes playable if he doesn't have a minutes restriction. If, if they're going to play him 20, 25 minutes, then he's, he's out for me. Um, the obvious big price, big name guy on the other side for Indiana is Sabonis. Um, he's uh, playing terrific, but his price is extremely high and uh, not sure I'll be able to afford that side. I'd prefer to go with O'Shea Brissett. Uh, you know, his price is up, but it's much, much cheaper than Sabonis, you know, based on everybody that's out. Uh, you know, especially if Lamb and Sumner remain out there, just shorthanded, especially at the bigs. Uh, I would assume Gogo will get some minutes at center, um, probably uh, splitting that with Sabonis a little bit, and Sabonis gets a uh, little extra minutes at the four. So that could be a concern for Brissett. So going to, you know, double check and take a look at that and see how it, it pans out. But the guy that is affected if Lamb and Sumner out again is is Dougie McBuckets. Uh, McDermott's had some big games all of a sudden, very efficient scoring games. When he gets the minutes, uh, the dude can definitely score. So uh, I know I'm spending a lot of time on this first game, but it is the most important game on the entire slate. And, uh, you know, so to review for me, I'm, I'm Westbrook plug and play. Uh, Howell Neto will be a consideration. I definitely would. Uh, I'm interested in Beal and Hashimura is also a consideration. On the Indiana side, if Brogdon's in with no minutes restriction, he will be a consideration. Uh, I think if uh, Lamb and Sumner are out, Doug McDermott is a consideration. Uh, O'Shea Brissett is a possibility. Want to see the the news on any of the other bigs for Indiana. And being that this is the first game on the slate, we'll have the news. And then, you know, the pay-up possibility, if you really want to correlate and expect this game to blow up, then uh, Sabonis uh, is the obvious play, uh, best player on the floor for Indiana. So, um, you know, it could go anywhere from three guys, good exposure, to four or five guys all in on this game uh, for me. All right. Uh, let's move to game two. Not nearly as exciting, that's for sure. The Detroit Pistons at 20 and 47 uh, at the Philadelphia 76ers, 46 and 21. We've got uh, tons of news on Detroit here that we'll go over. Uh, I expect some news from Philly to drop. We haven't gotten any of that yet, but it's the second night of a back to back. And unexpectedly, last night they had to play their regulars all the way down to the buzzer. Uh, to win that game that looked as though it was going to be a complete blowout against the Rockets. So uh, it definitely changes the dynamics for this second night of a back-to-back. -back. 
It's an island game for Detroit. Uh, their probable starters right now are Corey Joseph, Frank Jackson, Sadiq Bay, Jeremy Grant, who's questionable, and Mason Plumley. Uh, he's expected back this game. But uh, listen to this injury report. Grant questionable, Ellington questionable, Josh Jackson out, Diallo out, and then we mentioned Corey Joseph is questionable. So we need that news for sure. Um, Simmons, Curry, Green, Harrison, be the regular five for Philly, but I, I don't believe that stands. I think Philly may, uh, may sit someone. Now, they are trying to finish out with a lot of momentum and a bunch of wins and secure, uh, try to secure a top spot. So it's possible, but I would uh, sit tight. It is the other 7 o'clock Eastern game, so we'll also have news on that. So uh, look forward to seeing what that is. All right, game three, Memphis Grizzlies and Toronto Raptors. That is at 7.30 p.m. Uh, the Grizz are 33-33. and 33. Toronto's 27-40. and 40. Uh, Definitely big news in this game. You've got Memphis. Uh, oh, you know what? I don't think I said the spread in the last game. Let me go back there one second. Philadelphia is a 10.5-point favorite against Detroit, and it's a 218.5 over-under. So it's almost 30 points lower than the first game, which is definitely uh, a, a sign of, of uh, to be worried about. Pace 22 and 11, defense 16 and two. So again, you know, not a key game by any stretch, but we need to see uh, who the final call is on who's in and who's out. All right, back to Memphis and Toronto. Uh, Memphis is a five-point favorite. It's a 227 and a half over under. Pace, Memphis is 8th, Toronto 13, so above normal pace. But the defenses are pretty solid, ninth and 11th, uh, respectively, for Memphis and Toronto. Uh, right now, Grayson Allen is out for Memphis, and Toronto has their two studs. Uh, actually, they're starting 1-2-3 all out. Van Vliet, Lowry, and Ananobi are all out. So that brings some guys back into play that we have sort of just made a living on here in the last uh, month. And that's uh, Malachi Flynn and uh, Kem Birch have both been terrific at decent prices. Now they both had prices rise a little bit. Uh, and that, you know, that's something you have to consider, but they've, they've done a fantastic job uh, under the circumstances. So, on the Toronto side, you know, you have to look at Malachi Flynn and Gary Trent. Gary Trent uh, is back, and he's a scorer. He should get more shots up than anybody else on this team. Um, the only problem that I see is I think he's going to get Dylan Brooks' defense. And that, you know, that backs me up a bit because he's, uh, he's a dog out there defensively, and I would assume that's who he's going to guard. So a little reserve there. Stanley Johnson, who's their third uh, pro projected starter, is, has no offensive game. I, I'm not interested there at all. And then the obvious play, he'll probably be chalky because he's the only uh, star, all-star uh, remaining for Toronto that's in the lineup, and that's Pascal Siakam. Um, you know, it's a big payup. He's costly, and he does get Kyle Anderson defense, who's tough, and, you know, he'll get uh, – you know, he may even get some Dylan Brooks, Steve, because he'll be the guy that they're going to focus on most stopping. Uh, but, you know, in play, he's going to take a ton of shots. 
Um, you know, he he will get the ball inside. Um, you know, I think Trent thrown from the outside, Pascal pretty much on the inside and mid-range, and then an occasional three from Flynn will be the, the bulk of their defense. Now, Kem Birch has been getting pretty consistent run, big minutes. They're really taking a look at him uh, for next season. And, you know, he's done a fantastic job. He's involved, you know, uh, on the defensive side with some stocks. He gets a lot of rebounds, and he can score the ball. And, he, you know, he even knocked down a couple threes. So definitely playable guys on the Toronto side uh, that you get really good minutes and usage from uh, because of the, the three bigs out for Toronto, the three guards. Uh, so Flynn, Trent, Siakam, Birch, all in consideration for me in this game. On the other side of the ball, it's, it's not as easy because other than Grayson Allen, You've got starters that, you know, should get very good minutes. You know, Jaws playable. Uh, Dylan Brooks with bigger minutes. You know, his price isn't too bad. Kyle Anderson's price has gone up a bit. Um, Joe Val is playable, but, man, does he get in foul trouble a lot. I mean, it's it's really frustrating when he's going well and then, boom, you know, he's got his second, in the you know, right away in the first quarter, or he picks up that third mid way through the second and sits the rest of the half. So I'm a little concerned there, uh, you know, and there's some other centers that I'd like to focus on. But I think you can consider some of these Memphis guys. The 227.5 total is is reasonable, and I think a one-off on each side is very doable here. All right, we go into the last four games, which bizarrely enough are all 10 o'clock Eastern games. So pretty cool. Uh, Brooklyn is 43 and 24, Denver 44 and 23. So should be an outstanding matchup. Brooklyn's favored by four, and it's a 230 and a half over under. Uh, I think the reason Brooklyn's favored is because Denver's playing the second night of a back to back, and they just lost to Utah last night in a real grudge match game. So it's going to be a tough back to back for them against a very talented Brooklyn team. Uh, the injuries here, Chioza, and we know Harden's out for Brooklyn. And then uh, we know that uh, we've got some questionable de designations for Denver that we have to, to see with Barton and Morris. They haven't played in a while, uh, but they're, they're both listed questionable here. Uh, we do know that P.J. Dozier is out. So the projected lineups are Irving Shamit, Duran Harris, and Blake Griffin at center. Uh, you know, how do you not consider Irving or Durant on this slate? I mean, you got to look at both of them. Uh, if you're not going to go all big money in that Washington-Indiana game, if you fade either Westbrook Beal or Sabonis, you can probably squeeze up to a Kyrie um, but it's going to be tough with Durant. He's more expensive, but they're both expensive. So, you know, you have to make that determination early if you want exposure in this game. Of course, you know, Kyrie and Durant on any given night, you know, are it's, it's so hard to, you know, just fade them. Um, it's a decent matchup for Kyrie against Campazzo or whoever they bring in at points. So, I mean, Kyrie could have his way here. You know, we've got, uh, as far as speed goes, Brooklyn's 12th in pace. So that's, that's uh, 
you know, solid, but Denver's 26th. So does that limit the opportunities for Brooklyn? I doubt that Denver wants to let Brooklyn get out and run the floor. So that is a bit of a concern with spending up uh, for the Brooklyn guys. Um, defensively, they're 21st and 13th. So, you know, that gives you some optimism that there can be some good DMS, uh, DS, <laughs> DFS uh, is what I'm trying to say, uh, scores here. So, um, you know, really pivotal game, one to definitely take a look at and certainly some playable parts. All right. The second 10 o'clock game, Oklahoma City Thunder at 21 and 46 at the Golden State Warriors at 34 and 33. So we've got, uh, you know, Golden State scrambling. Oklahoma City's been pretty much a rotation show of their young guys, seeing what they got and checking it out. Uh, very interesting. It is the first night of a back-to-back for Oklahoma City. So that rotation of 10, 11 guys may come into play again which is not DFS friendly. Um, the other, you know, the other aspect of this is Golden State's a 14 and a half point favorite and it's a 223 over under. So the big question is, you know, is Curry one of the pay up guys? Cause that's going to be in lieu of one of the other guys we've already mentioned. I mean, you can't play all of them. Some, something's got to give somewhere. And yes, Curry is, is a fine play here. Um, Dort is questionable on the other side. So, you know, he'd probably try to guard Curry a little bit. Not that I think he'd have much success doing so, but, uh, you know, that's one situation. The concern I have is the blowout potential here as well. Uh, Curry could go bananas if the game stays close. And yesterday was a perfect example of guys that, you know, we thought Embiid, his game was going to be a blowout. And he crushed it, and that went all the way down to the wire. We thought Giannis's game was going to be a, a blowout. That game went down to the wire, and he crushed it. So, you know, I know projecting blowouts and trying to consider that in your in your build is dangerous because of what happened yesterday. That happens, but it also works the other direction for us if we see that coming, and you know, people spend top dollar on a guy, and then he doesn't get much many minutes in the second half. You know, it can go either way. Um, for this game, I have a little bit more of a tendency to feel like uh, this this game could blow out. So I'm not as fond of the Curry uh, play here, but I think he's going to be very chalky on, in a game where he should dominate with really nobody to guard him on the other side. So very tough one. Um, the other person out is Poku Pokacheski for... Uh, Oklahoma City. Uh, projected starters for OKC is Maladon, Dort. Uh, you know, he's questionable, though. Baisley, Roby, and Brown, so the bigs that they've been playing. And then Golden State has been with this lineup recently and, and done pretty well with more Green, and Looney. As far as who's playable, you know, if you want exposure to this game, it's it's 223. It's, it's reasonable. Um, you know, Baisley's been good. Uh, on a pretty consistent base, uh, you know, basis, but it's Baisley and Baysmore in the all Bays contest here. But Baisley's got the height on him and size. So, you know, I think uh, Baisley's not a bad play at all. I wish his price was a little bit lower. Um, and then as far as Moses Brown, he's had a few games where he's gotten the extra minutes and, and really produced. 
you know, he's a kind of guy that, you know, for some reason, if he gets 30 minutes, he can break the slate. But, you know, he's been splitting time with his bigs, getting a look at a lot of different guys. And it makes it very hard to depend on big minutes uh, from from those guys for sure. On the Golden State side, you know, if if you don't want to spend the huge money for Curry but want exposure here, you can get um, Wiggins, Bazemore, Green at somewhat reasonable prices. They're not, I wouldn't call them value. Bays is probably value, but the other two mid-level, uh, you know, and Green pushing into almost the upper level. But, uh, you know, if the game stays close, this is going to be a super high-scoring game, in my opinion. Uh, and I think all of them can be plugged in. So I would like some exposure here. Uh, not going to be a crazy game for me, but to have uh, a guy, a one-off here or there with each team, I think is uh, a smart play. All right, two games left. San Antonio Spurs, 32-34 and 34 at the Portland Trailblazers, 38-29. and 29. We've got both teams on the second night of a back-to-back. So... Spurs on the second night of a back-to-back. Ask Dirk. He'll tell you. He always weighs in on the Spurs. Uh, You know, it's a a roulette game uh, when you're trying to figure out what to do with San Antonio on a back-to-back. But, you know, they're fighting for their playoff lives at 32 and 34, trying to get into that tournament. So, I I mean, they got to play some of their, their main guys, but how much, I don't know. So, Portland's only favored by six. It's 231 and a half. So even though it's 16 points lower than that Washington-Indiana game, it is the second highest uh, game total in Vegas uh, on the board. So what I would say is, you know, you can look at this game if you if you want to be risky on the Spurs side. You know, DeJounte Murray and DeMar DeRozan uh, are definitely their two best players. I think that, uh, you know, Portland's backcourt is not good and defensively and i think you know both of those guys could have solid games um definitely think both of them are are in play um jakob Pertle may be going against nurkic you know he's he did pretty well uh this last time but um you know a little pricier than i'd like and then you know you've got uh his foul issues I'll, i'll get a lot of times in foul trouble too um, on the Portland side, of course, Lillard, McCollum, playable, uh, you know, but not uh, not the top of the list for me on this card uh, against a San Antonio team that uh, doesn't defend well, but they do have some good individual defenders like Murray, who's, you know, a steals machine. Um, Norman Powell, um, he's, he's uh, probable he should be in there. The only guys out are Lyles for San Antonio uh, is is the only guy out that I see as of right now. So um, definitely a, a possibility here for a second flight guy if you want to go, Powell. Uh, Covington's been slumped. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, Nurkic, if you can accept that he's going to lose some minutes to Canner, um, you know, it, they're all possible plays. Uh, just I'm you know, even though this is the second total highest total i'm not thrilled about this game because the back-to-back for both teams and not sure you know if that's going to create more of a rotation of players and there's so many great plays and great value on the rest of the slate 
Uh, I'm not going to overpress uh, in this game. If I can fit one of the guys from a salary standpoint, uh, you know, like a Murray or DeRozan, I would have no problem going there, but I'm not going to race uh, to do that. All right, last game on the slate. It uh, is the Houston Rockets, 16-51 and 51 against the Utah Jazz, 49-18. and 18. Both played last night. Houston took Philly to the wire. Utah uh, uh, went to the uh, somewhat the wire with Denver and won that game. Uh, we still have Conley and Mitchell, the starting backcourt for the Jazz, out. Uh, we have all kinds of crazy designations for Houston. We don't know what any of them mean uh, because they have to be announced. But this is the honest-to-goodness truth. This, this, I'm going to read this right off of the screen. You, here's who they have listed right now and their designation. Porter questionable, Bradley questionable, Tate questionable, Wood questionable, Olenek probable, uh, Brown questionable, Gordon out, Wilson questionable, uh, Porter, I said questionable, but more like out. Uh, and then Nawaba out and Christian Wood questionable. So I mentioned a few of those, two, but they have them all listed. So I mentioned a couple of them twice. They have a couple of new guys in the mix there too, because they have to have eight to fill the team. Augustine played quite a few minutes last night. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of options there. But it all comes down to one thing is who's in and who's out. You know, if they're going to play like they did the last two games, they were able to squeeze eight guys on the roster, but it only played seven. So they played seven-man rotations, and that usually means boxcars. Um, Olenek busted 50. Um, you know, it, basically the main guys that are playing those 35, 30, 40 minutes, like Armani Brooks, who's more than likely in, you know, those are all considerations. So it's it's based on the news, which doesn't help you on the main slate that much because you've got to make a decision. But the good thing is what I'm going to do, I'm going to anticipate playing two of the Rockets and I'm going to plug them into my main slate lineup with four games, having eight teams all starting at 10 o'clock. It's not going to be any issue whatsoever to rotate them out, switch to either another Houston guy or one of the, the other guys. But I do want exposure from Houston, not because it's a good matchup, because Utah's D's tough, it's at Utah. They're tired from last two games playing shorthanded. But the bottom line is any NBA player uh, in a seven-man rotation that's going to get almost 40 minutes, you know, you'd have to be pretty darn bad to not be considered because – Minutes equal money in this league a lot of times, and you see guys just, you know, blowing up the stats, blowing up the slate because of that, you know, op opportunity to play that many minutes. So I will have probably two guys ex exposure in this Houston game, and uh, I'll wait to make that change uh, late in the slate and should have plenty of opportunities to flip-flop guys. So, you know, who those two are going to be right now, I'm not sure. You know, if Tate is in without uh, limits, I, you know, he's certainly a guy I'd love to go to. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys here that we need to consider for sure. Uh, Ken, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., KJ, he had a terrific game last game. He's, you know, probably the other ones high on my list. 
because uh, you know he should be playing monster minutes, and he is such an athletic guy. Really enjoy rostering him. All right, on the on the uh, Utah side, with Conley out, you know they've pretty much much been going with Ingles, O'Neal, Bogdanovich, Niang, and Gobert. Uh, you know they've been winning some games and uh, getting it done. Last night was Bogdanovich. Uh, you know we. We have Coach Bogdan, uh, known as Andrew, but it's not this Bogdan. It's the other Bogdan from Atlanta. But this one dropped a cool 48 last night, real points. So, uh, you know, is he on fire to want to play again? I don't know, man. That's risky. I mean, his price is right. But, uh, you know, do we go there? I'm considering it. I've always been a Bogdanovich fan since the last Olympics when he led the Olympics in scoring, which he did, and, you know, any of the USA guys, anybody. So, I mean, he's an accomplished professional shooter that had some top-notch experience in Europe, and he's done it here in this league for a consistent couple of years with uh, the Nets and then uh, the uh, Jazz. So, you know, he's still on my radar. I'm going to consider that. You can always look at Clarkson or Ingles in a scenario where Connolly's out. And being the fact that, you know, you look at the pace in this game, sixth for Houston, 16th uh, for Utah. So even Utah is not playing slow. Bad defense at Houston, 26 in Utah, three. So it is, you know, it does make for a good, a good run game as far as pace and you know going against defense and the opportunities that you're going to get within so both on the back of second night of back to back could uh, lengthen the rotations a little bit but that's really not an option for Houston with with the shorthandedness but uh, not going to really chase to a bunch of Utah guys Um, you know wouldn't mind putting in a Bogdanovich or Clarkson or Ingles somebody that would fit into the lineup uh, not going to pay up Uh, for Gobert, though, in this matchup. All right. I think that is it. Um, Really appreciate everybody listening in. If you're catching this uh, on Saturday morning, perfect time to join us. Go to dfscoachtalk.com. Sign up for any of our packages. We have as little as a three-day $10 package. And uh, also, um, you know, check us out everywhere on social media we're we're everywhere dfs coach talk on twitter we're on facebook um instagram we're all over the place so uh definitely check us out give us a like if you have any questions or uh want to make some comments at dfs coach talk on twitter you can just dm us there we'll be happy to get back to you uh you know we do have some exciting announcements coming uh this coming week we have a, a new package that we're going to unveil this week that is for the NBA playoffs. Uh, and that is a two month time frame that, that that goes on, believe it or not. And, uh, you know, that's starting sooner than later. So we'll be announcing that this coming week. And, uh, if you're one of our members that's listening in at noon today, we have our weekly members only meeting this, this week where the subject is bankroll management and how that combines with contest selection. So great info, great minds in our in our meetings every Saturday. Uh, so we'd love to have you join us. Uh, if you want to jump in, make sure you get in in time. 
Again, you can DM us at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter, and we'll make sure you're in there in time for the meeting. So thank you so much for listening in. I appreciate it. Um, I will be back again tomorrow uh, for the slate. Uh, and again, we're covering uh, baseball, basketball, and golf right now. Uh, we focus on the main sports, and we take you know a deep dive, uh, drill down on on each game for each slate. So we're excited to share that with you, and I appreciate you again for listening in. And we'll catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.